All right, Mots, we are back. Episode number 79 of The Rink Shrinks. It's a mailbag episode. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. All right, Mots, lots to uh, catch up on. We had free agency. I know you had a nice Pikes Peak, Pikes Peak golf tournament. Easy to say. Obviously, that's why I didn't get uh, into BC, but... Uh, you know, on top of everything else, what what's going on? Not too much. A little heat wave here in the Boston area, but Brutal. we had um, yeah, the, yeah the, the Pikes Peak tournament on Monday, which was um, you know we kind of got dumped on, you know, later in the round, but came in third place. A little controversial, but we'll still take to the third third place finish with the uh, pro shop credit. There you go. We had uh, a- Brian Boyle. The first uh, ever Rink Shrinks guest and yep. uh, Joe Harney and uh, Corey Schneider unfortunately couldn't make it. So it was just the three of us, Bramble, and um, we, we snuck in on third place because the guys that came in third actually played a scramble. So that's uh Yeah, but one of you hitting an extra shot? Yeah, we would rotate. So, okay. you know, you take the drive and then one guy would play two balls in. Right, right. Yeah, well, it sounds like a lot of controversy all over the place. I don't know if I would actually count uh, your your bramble as a as a true, you know, whatever it is. When somebody gets to hit an extra ball, yeah, you know what? But th- those are the rules. That's we went to the pro shop, asked everything right. was on board, everything was on the up and up. Who won yeah. it? Uh, Boldy, Wags, Kevin Hayes, and Eddie Shea. Jeez, bunch of sandbaggers. They they bombed one over our heads they, like we were just over the hill. Both of them, I mean, they were like three hundred yard drives, and they were like side by each. And then uh, Bry Boyle was like waiting for him on the next tee box, being like, "Hey, where's the fire?" You know? Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're not we're going anywhere. Going. Yeah. You, you want to hit over our heads again? You, it's gonna be you're gonna be in some trouble. Seriously, hitting over Boyle's heads not easy either. <laughs> no, but it was a great time. Good, good to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while, and. Um, it was good playing with Brian and, and Joe Harney. They uh, are great guys, and we had a, a lot of fun. Yeah, we got the uh, Jake Tebow tournament coming up next Monday too, so that'll be a fun one. Yep, let's yeah, go for first. Good. Yeah, no, no more bronze medals. No, um, yeah, we got to we got to put up a good showing. We got a good group: Bunzo, Maddie Brown, By Mozzarella Sticks. I think they're you know early on like favorites. Bunch, yeah, it sounds like a bunch of winners. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of winners for sure. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, well, that'll be a fun one, uh, fun day. We've just been uh, grinding away into the summer baseball uh, routine and and back on the ice like we talked about last week a bit. Uh, finished up the second week of a little camp I do, but it's fun to be back on the ice, especially when it's you know it feels like it's about 110 degrees out. Much rather be doing that than uh, grinding it out doing a detail in the city of Boston. I'll tell you that much. I hear that, you know, the, the, the baseball and, you know, the kids activities, you know, taking up some time, but it's nice to be outside and, and doing your own thing. You know, we, uh, we're out in the yard, we're out on the water, um, you know, over the weekend and it's, uh, it's been nice, but, um, we're on the water ourselves though, right? Oh yeah, we were, we were. Yeah, special shout out to uh, the guys at Torch Pro and and you know having us on. We were on uh, Danny Healy's father's yacht, which was uh, in in Boston Harbor, and uh, yeah, that's uh, it's fun to see how the the you know 
other half of the world lives. You know what I mean? It was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think it had more square footage than my house, but yeah, yeah, we um, we were, we were lucky enough. Yeah, Danny and the, the boys from Toys Pro were kind enough to invite us along. Great people there, and uh, our boy Rob Bellamy broke up the broke out the git for a little mashup late, and uh, it was just great. You know, just sitting around talking, but being able to be on. Uh, you know that type of vessel was was pretty special. You know, we just sat there and you know ate and drank and enjoyed some some good company. So we uh, really appreciate the invite and um, you know goals. You know, it helps you uh, have some goals. Yeah, you know, I like to look at more like realistic expectations, but like a new uh, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, uh, man. I'm actually yeah. Before I get to that, but the. It was awesome to catch up with some former teammates. Obviously, Brandon Yip was there and Matt Fonataro from Torch Pro, Brian Goodwin, um, you know, obviously uh, Trevor Smith, who was a you know former teammate guy, played in the NHL for a bit with the Islanders and Maple Leafs. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of good, good people hanging out. Really, I mean, so you got to take your shoes off when you go go on a yacht, apparently. Um, you know, Mots and I didn't get the memo. We would, probably would have went for the um, – for the pedicures, the 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 side by we would have looked like Lloyd and Harry in uh, Dumb and Dumber with getting our toenails shaved down, but uh, <laughs> getting the grinder out, getting the grinder out. But we uh, it, it was really cool. The the rugs were a little slippery, I will say that. Um, but they were you know some of the nicer things I've ever uh, ever felt under my feet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, great. You know, I, I might I might have had to like even trim the toe hairs. You know, if yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was, exactly. it was a great Saturday night. Great way to spend the Saturday night. You would have hit sports clips up for the uh, for the <laughs> for the toenails shaved down if we had known. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a fun Saturday night. Always fun catching up, having dinner with the wives and things like that. A uh, lot of action in in the hockey world. Free agency. How. Um, shocking was it to see johnny hockey and and you with the bc guys uh go to columbus it would did you get us any any insight on that i know no he real, had an interview on uh on chicklets this week too that I'm sure oh nice yeah no no real insight other than you know just kind of what you read and you know he he wrote a, a pretty personal you know um note back to calgary staff and fans and management um and he's a pretty, he's an honest kid, but you know, being closer to the, his family and it's not just a plane ride, uh, really did play a factor into it. But it was an interesting decision, uh, in my opinion. But um, good for him. We're happy he's all signed up, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do to to build around him. Yeah, it's still like um, there's still a lot of players that are that are still kind of out there. I feel like like the just waiting for some things to drop. I guess like uh, you know, because Kadri hasn't signed yet. You know, some where we're recording here on. Wednesday the um the twentieth. Um there's still some others, right? Yeah, I, I, you saw like that first push of some big names and some trades, but um and then there was a lot of depth signing, you know, by mm-hmm. a bunch of different clubs, uh just to kind of shore up their depth, of, whether it be why they think they're retiring and, and they get signed on the first day of free agency. Yeah. I mean I had my phone on just in case, you know. <laughs> You never, know. Know. you never know. You never um, know. The line's clear, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no busy signal here. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think you know teams are just kind of figuring out what they really need, and some of these um, 
you know, bigger bigger guys are probably holding strong to their numbers, and you know, we'll just see how it shakes out. But there is still a few pieces, and I'm I'm sure there's another domino effect behind Kadri and a couple other guys. So we'll uh, definitely well, stay a tuned. Of, a lot of chatter, what's going on, kind of with Matthew Kachuk up in Calgary too. That could play a factor if you know he gets moved or something like that happens, right? Right, exactly. So there's a lot of unknowns, and everyone's just kind of gun shy to to pull the trigger if something else bigger is going to happen and it could, um, you know, they could be in the mix for some of these guys. So, um, you know, it's the off season and, you know, the free agent frenzy and trades. It's, it's, it's good to still talk hockey in the, in the off season. Absolutely. Uh, we do have some uh, rink shrink street hockey tournament updates. Uh, big shout out to uh, Marty's GMC slash Buick. Uh, they've signed on to be the official sponsor. So they'll be, down showing off some cars so maybe uh you won't win the tournament but you could get a deal on a new suv i know i'm in the market for one um i'm usually more of a ford guy but hey you never know i might have to talk to marty while we're down there and see uh see what's up i can definitely in the market for a, a new vehicle um you know speaking of the tournament uh, i was reaching out i talked to a bunch of people the last couple of days we're definitely looking for two more square teams and uh a couple more Bantam teams, two or three more Bantam teams. Um, we're trying to consolidate it down to one day, which is just going to be the sixth. Uh, we're going to try to get as many games in as possible on the sixth. If anything, the only hangover on the seventh would be like the championships and things like that. But we're really trying to uh, to get that down to just a one-day event. We, uh, we've had you know great registration and stuff like that so far. But just uh, to balance out the teams and make the brackets easier and round robin and all that type of stuff, um, trying to consolidate to, to, to one more to that one day and, and just, um, like I said, a couple more teams and we'll be in really, really good shape. Uh, we got food trucks, a boy burger joint, uh, and a gourmet waffle truck also have uh, already signed on Mott. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you know, as far as the one day, I think it, it, it works well, you know, with the, uh, the number of teams and we just need a few more teams to sign up. Um, so be, uh, you know, get online and, and sign your teams up if you're uh, if you're able to make it just on the sixth, and then um, yeah, with the the food sponsors and there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff um, for younger kids. You know, on bouncy houses, and we're gonna set up a bunch of different uh, contests, and uh, we're gonna have a good time during the day. You know, it could be if it's hot like this. You know, we might have to have that dunk tank. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'll throw a few pitches at you. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Anything to cool off. Uh, well, but speaking obviously, of that, I, yeah. I actually I played softball last night in the league. Really? With you the must PG soul. Painters. PG Painters out of Norwell. All good dudes. Uh, went to high school with, you know, like Mike McGurk, Chris McGurk, uh, Maddie McGurk. Oh, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. The, the old AD at there. Exactly. Yeah. Josh okay, Schneider. Yeah. Dave Leahy, and then I uh, went to BC with Scott Mutrin. You know, he has Teddy, who's a he's a up and coming player. Yeah, so <laughs> I got uh, chucked at the uh, the hot corner turf Ooh. field. Haven't had a ball hit at, at me in uh, quite some time, but you know, just made a couple plays. Bat was kind of weak, but uh, I'll be back there next next week. So we'll have a PG Painters update on the rink shrinks each week that I play. Love Mots is in the softball game. Uh, just to add another job to you, to you, you know, already a uh, thousand. Uh, any plays in the field? Like any, anything? I don't, you know, obviously I'm looking at your face right now. You don't 
look like Masha Brady or anything. So that's a good sign. No, I I got quite a few hit couple, to me. I made some plays. Like Roger Dawn? Uh, no, they were making fun of my glove. I haven't had a new glove since uh, I was like in seventh grade. But um, I tried a, a, a bare hand, throw across the body, threw it into the woods. Yeah. You know, but it was it was just it was fun. You know, just getting out there and you know, the you team came out hot. The other team came, put up. You know, it's a five run. Uh, you know, limit each inning for runs. So they went five and five. Uh, and then next thing you know, the the boys, you know, Higgy, our, our pitcher, pitched great. Some defense, and then we the bats woke up, and we uh, we came back to win. So is it, it slow it good, pitch? Yeah, slow pitch. So it was good all around. Great group of guys, and uh, look forward to uh, keeping this winning streak give going. The, give me the batting stats. Uh, I think it was like one for three. Two, yeah, one for three. Warning track power. It was a short mm. portion right, too, but I just got to get the swing down, be all set. Yeah, it gets, it's more of a timing thing. Yeah, it was like a lazy fly and then like a, a good liner right at uh, the second baseman and then ripped one. Well, let me know if you want to hit the cages at all this week or anything. Sounds good. Get the fun go going. <laughs> you know. Um, we'll yeah. Well, any questions uh, before you know we we wrap up that piece of it? Um, you know, hit us up, uh, or you're looking to get to get your team again. Squirts and bantams definitely. Uh, I know I talked to a bunch of people in the last few days. Um, people are trying to put together some teams and stuff, but uh, hit us up rinkshrinks at gmail dot com. Just send us an email. And, uh, and we'll get right back to you. Also, just um, you know, check your email if you already have signed up for more and more updates. And like I said, we'll, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. And even Mots will bring the gloves. We could play some catch down there too. That sounds, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, sounds like a plan. A couple uh, skippers. Exactly. Before we get to our uh, mailbag, we got to talk to you about the TSR 10 sale. Mark your calendars to save big. TSR Hockey's 14th annual 10 sale kicks off. July 25th and runs until the 30th. Get geared up for next season with with sales on sticks, skates, protective equipment, lacrosse, and uh, and apparel, all under the tent and in the lower-level discount room. Join the fun and games contests and prizes all week long. Again, that's located. Uh, TSR, Hockey is, TSR Hockey is located at 5 Kelly Road in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, for more information, visit tsrhockey.com. Map pricing applies. Yeah, definitely check them out at tsrhockey.com. Or if you're in, in the area, make sure you get up there and get your fittings done. They do a great job. I know my kids, um, you know, they were supposed to go last week, but uh, send them up to the tent, a, tent sale, the 25th to the 30th. There you go. What, they might even get some cheapest stuff. That is my plan right there, brother. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, do they get any? They get any softball gloves we can maybe chuck at Mott's? <laughs> I, oh, I the, guess we'll have to hit up Franklin for that. We'll yeah, talk the guys said they were going to do like a uh, GoFundMe or something. You know, just get something <laughs> together for me. Oh, that's all. I might have an old glove laying around. Uh, I I, right. re- I restrung it with a, a skate lace. They're like, "What oh is that?" My God, <laughs> it's you just get better and better every week. All right, let's get to the uh, the questions here. Uh, question for you as coaches when it comes to behavioral uh, situations maybe development conditions how much information do we share with the coach I know it seems like it should be common sense just share the stuff that's pertinent but a lot of people think 
that like X might be important, but it turns out it's not a big deal. As parents, we don't want to overburden the coach with like every little detail about our kids' lives. But do you want to? Uh, do you want parents to share with you about how their kids act? Like if my dad takes ADHD, my kid, I'm sorry, takes ADHD meds, I might have trouble with with uh, like 7 p.m. practices because of this or any uh, any other learning slash social, social struggles. Thank you so much. Uh, great program. Keep up the good work. Speaking I think that's speaking ADHD med- medication. Clearly, I need it. <laughs> well, I, I think that's very important, uh, to be honest with you. I don't think yeah. it's overburdening the coach. It gives him more of an understanding of the, the kid and the player. You know, sometimes you can get frustrated if there isn't, you know, you talk about attention to detail or attention in general, you know, for a drill. Uh, and this could, you know, you could have a little bit more patience with, with uh, certain situations if this is the case. So I would say definitely reach out to the coach if there is the case and um, just have an honest conversation. And and I think that would go a long way for the coach, understanding the player more and having more patience if that is the case. Yeah, no, it was a good question from uh, Denver Hockey Dad, and uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we've talked to coaches. Each kid, you know, learns differently, so I think the more that each coach knows about each player, um, the better off you're going to be. And, and, you know, Mots, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, but I couldn't agree more with you. All right, on to the number two. Gents, I have a son who is a 2009 he played in the Junior Charter Cup this weekend. It was a great tournament with teams from all over the country and Canada. I paid the entry fee. We showed up to Bridgewater for the first game. As I walked into the rank, there was a sign for an $18 admission fee or $12 for senior citizens. I think they got the woman collecting the money from the state prison across the street. <laughs> she was the hockey <laughs> rink version of the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. The ATM at the rink was broken, and I watched her refuse to let a mother in and told her to go to the ATM down the street. Fortunately, another parent paid for her. Just wondering your take on this, and do they really need to squeeze everyone coming in to watch a youth hockey tournament? I heard some parents from other states saying that they have never seen this at all, uh, tournaments they have gone to. I remember last year being in charge, uh, being charged in Tingsboro as well. If it was a high high school game or similar, and the money was for the school, I would be all for it. What's another twenty bucks on the hockey bill? Just wondering your thoughts. Thank you and continued success. That's from DK. That's unbelievable. There's nothing that rattles my cage more than this. Each one of these tournaments is probably costing. So, so they said they came down from Canada, right? Um, no, they. Oh, maybe. Oh, it, he didn't say where they came from. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he didn't say where they came from. But there was, you know, there was t- teams from all over the all country over, yeah. and from Canada. And from Canada. Um, I mean, these parents, uh, it, it, as a as a parent of three boys that play hockey, walking into the rink and having to pay admission to watch my kid, who I just paid in the tournament to play, it talk about completely rattling my cage. Um, it it, it it's just gouging. me. It's just gouging. It's all it is, and it's not like these summer tournaments are cheap. Like the, each each team is gonna, you know, they're, they're probably charging at least two hundred bucks a kid to play a three game minimum, and you're gonna charge my sixty five year old father twelve dollars to walk into the rink. Like, are you kidding me? And watch his grandchild play. 
and and you know somebody doesn't have cash on them and you're going to tell them to run down the street and hit the atm like that it's just it's absurd it really is it it, it that drives me absolutely crazy i know you know we've talked about it a bit before i think you know a lot many many episodes again uh ago but it yeah it's just gouging like you said yeah there's i don't know so some of the other parents say that they haven't seen it but we've seen it here in massachusetts so i'm not sure you know where it's coming from but um absolutely disagree and if that woman was from the, the prison across the street, she she actually pretty did a pretty good job, yeah, <laughs> holding the fort down, I guess, right? But she it's has a, good a future point too. Like you know, it's one thing you go to a high school game and it's the booster club, and you you know you, whatever you're paying five bucks, ten bucks, or twenty, whatever the 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 ticket prices may be to go into a high school game, right? The money's going usually getting reinvested back into the program or something like that. I I, I get that. Um, but a summer tournament, like, come on, yeah, come on, just be better than that. Um, no good. All right, the Rink Shrinks uh, social media team uh, saw this quote on Twitter and wanted to hear your thoughts. One, uh, one day a teammate or coach will have a choice to recommend you, hire you, or not to hire you. They will remember if you were dependable, committed, and uh, a complainer, selfish, a team player, and what you did when no one was around. Who who you are today impacts your tomorrow. That's from uh, Keith Scott on Twitter. Uh, Mots, what do you think about that quote? I think it's a great quote. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of really just kind of embodies all the stuff that we try to talk about here. And you have, you know, a, a couple of things as a player you know you work on your skill sets try to be the best you can be physically but then also what type of teammate were you were you a good kid were you coachable um and i like that part you know what what did you do when people weren't around you know that's mm-hmm. that's character so i think those are all you know great attributes great values because they apply well outside of hockey and you know, someday your teammate or coach or, you know, someone that you, you know, played against maybe, um, you know, looking to hire or not hire you. You know, it's like, or recommend. It's like your network of people that you, you know, we talk about friends, teammates, but then as you get older, they become your network. And there's, there's, that's a real, really good quote to just kind of summarize everything that we kind of talk about here. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and and you know, not to take away from a future interview, but we, you know, we we have one in the bank, and you know, it's a it's a you know pretty successful coach, and he says, um, you know, the first thing that that uh, everybody asks is, is he a good guy? Not like how good of a player he is and things like that, and that kind of it it summarizes it all. And and you know, you talk to the guys at the at the shift group, right? It's the same type of thing. Those guys are going to, you know, their former coaches and their former, you know. Um, people that were in their classes are in their on their teams and they're going to talk you know what type of person he is what does he do like because they're going to be the ones that are looking to hire you if you're not a good guy and not a good teammate you know no company's going to take a, a, a chance on you you know what i mean so i will mix in here the the shift group you know is your company looking to hire driven competitive former athletes are you a former college or pro athlete in any sport and trying to figure out what's next consider a meaningful career in technology sales and let the shift group 
guide you every step of the way. The Shift Group is turning athletes into sales professionals. Reach out to them at shiftgroup.io or email them directly at jr at shiftgroup.io. And, you know, again, I think that's, you know, this quote kind of sums everything up, right? You could be the smartest guy. You could be the best player. If you're not a good guy, if you're not a good teammate, no company's going to look to hire you, right? Absolutely. That's, you know, the whole key here. You know, it doesn't take much to be a good teammate. You just have to be aware of what, you know, what's right and wrong. And we, you know, the, the dependable, committed team players, that's what the shift group is looking for. And that's what companies are looking for. So that's a very... um um, a very big part of being a good hockey player too. You know, you can because that's so much ups and downs and there's plateaus they have to break through. And so, how committed and driven are you to do that? And you know, committed and driven to being a good person. So that's that's a really good to, um, quote. And you know, the shift group is looking for those type of players and people. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Next up, Bill, we got a. Um... Speaking of great people, we got an official request for a Buddy Yandel episode. We hear from the players all the time. Let's hear from the parents. So we're going to get uh, Studley Budley. We're going to get him into the fold. Uh, we got to just figure out, you know, Mots and I are kind of in two different locations. We are in two different locations. So we got to figure out we're, we're, we're going to try to set it up. Uh, Mott's garage is going to be done in 2025. Yeah, so uh, we'll mark that down for Buddy. We're going to mark that down, and we'll get Buddy Yandel in the house in Mott's garage doing in-person kind of live interview because he's not you know, very much of a uh, computer guy, I would say. Um, yeah, you can't do it from his flip phone. <laughs> exactly. He actually has like an Apple Watch and everything. He knows how to work them pretty good, but nice. I don't think that would be the best sound quality uh, for the interview. And I sure is, uh, you know, we're not going to sit on, he's not going to sit on my lap while we interview him. So I think the, the dynamics for that, we need to get him in the same room. I've talked about getting, you know, Dan Whitney, uh, who would be another classic, uh, you know, just an, he, he'd be beautiful. Um, you know, Ryan's dad would get him and, you know, whether it's together or separately, but they, you know, two very, um, you know, great hockey minds and opinionated and, and, you know, good, good hockey parents that have kind of been through and seen it all. So it's, it's definitely in the fold, Tyler, uh, Tyler, the super fan. So we appreciate it. We just got to, uh, Mots, can you give us an update maybe? Uh, yeah, my, uh, my buddy's coming over. We're, we're building the bar today and doing the, uh, crown molding. So it's moving. It's moving. There it is. There it it's is. Moving. Right on pace. 2025. Yeah, no, the finish line is in sight. Let's just, that's all, all right. I can say. Yeah. We're in, the, we're in the seventh inning stretch right now. Yeah. It's getting close. It's getting close. But yeah. I like can't it. wait to have buddy third, on. Third period. Great. Yeah. No, we'll have fun with them and, and he's got, um, whatever 60 years of uh of hockey stories that's for sure and uh coaching and playing and a lot of uh, a lot of he's got great recall on different different stories and things like that that have gone on so it'll uh it'll be a good one all right love the show keep up the great work recently you answered a question about what it takes to be a triple a player your answer was essentially money because there's <laughs> so many teams you can just pay to play somewhere that that says the AAA. I have a question that maybe rephrases the original. What qualities or skills do you see top minor hockey players, U9, 11, 13, having, which set them apart early, passing, skating, shooting, 
gameplay intangibles or all of the above so, or something different. Thanks. And that's from Carl, uh, Carl in Calgary. Thanks for tuning in, Carl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that, um, you know, that, that, that question, you know, we, when it was asked originally, it was a bit of a joke, but you know, a lot of it too is this, you know, that there are so many programs I can speak around here where, you know, if you have some money, you can basically sign up and play AAA. But, you know, I think at those younger age groups, the kids that set themselves um, ahead of the others are kids that, you know, compete hard, have good skating ability, get, you know, good hockey sense, you know, or, you know, an early kind of understanding of the game or, um, you know, abilities to be good team players, not just individuals. And, and, you know, the, obviously you've got to be able to skate, you've got to be able to shoot, you've got to be able to, to, to make plays, but, you know, kids that go out and compete hard and, and, you know, love the game and are really, really, uh, engaged and into it. You know what I mean? If your kids kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, it's like not that into it, right? Like kind of like half asses of it. Then, then AAA hockey is probably not for him. But if there's a kid that's like really engaged and loves the game and loves going to the rink, loves going to practices, loves hanging in the locker room, like those are the type of kids that are, you know, at, at those younger levels that minor, you know, U9, 11, 13, that, you know, you see are, are you know, kind of AAA kids. Yeah, I would say the the biggest thing that would set someone apart is the skating. <clears throat> to be a good skater it's the foundation on what the game is really you know at right now from the nhl all the way down you have to be able to skate so when you do see someone at that age group that has good a good handle on their edges especially their outside edges that's one of the biggest kind of things that can separate someone Mm -hmm. from watching and then you know the, the individual skill sets that you can you know work in the driveway and you know continue to work when you're in a practice or whatnot you know stick handling shooting but passing is the biggest thing that i you know i really think it's been an undervalued skill set because everyone is doing so much individual work so if you're able to pass the puck correctly on time or just like on the tape at those age levels that's another thing that will set them apart um you know and then the the situational gameplay if it's you know just moth hockey, like just following the puck, not understanding, you know, a little bit of positional play. You don't have to play perfect position, but, you know, that's another thing, you know, away from the puck play. Um, so those would be my kind of topics on what would set those younger players apart. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, even at the U9 level, if your kid's a defenseman and he's, you know, for checking every shift like that he's probably doesn't have that great of an understanding of the game just yet right but right yeah i think um good answer and and you know good uh good question from kyle from kyle with the k from calgary um i think we do have a uh a voicemail that's coming up here Mots. but before we play it uh i'd like to talk to you about cross-country mortgage if you own a home and you haven't looked into refinancing in a while have a quick chat with our friend chris devon and see if it makes sense for you Devo may be able to help you save on a monthly basis so that you can put more money into savings or other projects. Check him out at chrisdevin.com. Yeah, Chris is a great guy. He can help you save on your refi. You know, we know interest rates are going up, so make sure you check him out and, and grab something before it gets too crazy. So check him out at chrisdevin.com. Yeah, Devo is the uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, all right, time for the voicemail. If you're comfortable. 
comfortable making a recommendation here uh, because it might impact future sponsors or something. But as coaches, what, what do you use to communicate with the parents? And have you seen pros or cons in some of the various platforms? There's, uh, you know, Team Snap and there's Sports Engine. It seems like every week a new one pops up. And, it, you know, as a, as a kind of a software developer myself, I, I kind of feel like everything is at best an 80% solution. And that 20% that doesn't work is so frustrating, but it's different in every platform. So I was just kind of wondering, what um, what you personally use, and if you have some recommendations for for one that fit particularly well. Thank you much. Great show. Good question there from Steve from uh, Denver. Mott, what uh, have you used anything in the past? Um, we use that WhatsApp um, app and the WhatsApp app app. What what up? What up? Um, yeah, it's a, it's just a simple way to communicate in a group setting. I also would do, you know, straight Instagram with the team. You know, everyone, all the kids, once they get a little bit older, they have Instagram and, you know, you can private message and send clips and whatnot through that. So those are the two. And then just a simple group text. Those are the three kind of platforms I use. And, you know, since Clever's been out, you know, we, we had Christopher Stieg on. Um, I know they have the capabilities of kind of bringing the community, the team together. And, you know, there's a lot more capabilities on that. So. Those would be the ones that uh, that you know I would recommend. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Obviously, Clever is really coming a long way with you know we talked to Chris uh, Versteeg a bunch of episodes ago, and uh, really you know good stuff, especially with the video and and everything that you can do. You know, sending different clips, pulling clips from your games, other games, things like that. I think that's really good for simple communication. We've just always used that WhatsApp app, uh, or WhatsApp. What? Yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, what I was, the what up app uh, and I, I have used a couple of the other ones but i feel like you know for the last number of years now it's been just whatsapp and i think that's a good good point about the uh the instagram being able to send clips and most of these kids nowadays especially your age where your kids are you know high school ages uh those guys all have it as you know my younger teams i would say my 2011s they're probably not all on the gram yet but uh, most of them are probably getting there, and I know my own nines. I'm sure most of them are. So, good points, good uh, good questions from Steve from Denver. And I like where his head's at with the sponsorship deal. Uh, we might <laughs> have to might have to get that in the mix, right? Absolutely, yeah. I appreciate the uh, the listen and the voicemail. We love the voicemails. Yeah, keep those coming. All right, Mott, so you got another question here. That was good. Uh, good voicemail. Uh, shrinks needed. Just a quick gripe. To those who know, uh, I can't stand youth sports these days. Everyone makes you feel behind if your kid hasn't chosen their life sport by age seven, um, that they're going to dedicate themselves to for eternity. The 6U teams are now calling themselves elite. What's elite about at 6U? Um, they, they know how to skate, question mark. Uh, each coach is political and organizations have become money grabs and not one to develop a player if you start on a b team in an organization from an early age you're stuck there until you go elsewhere no promotion from within what are we doing to our kids in their sports that are supposed to be fun learning environments to be around friends and grow as humans and that was all caps at the end yeah you gotta have a little more jam when it's in caps i know i should have like what do you 
what are we doing to our kids in their sports that are supposed to be fun learning environments to be around and grow as humans? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That's that's the, better. That, yeah, that was better. Well, yeah, I, it yeah. no, I, first I mean, <laughs> well, I, I do feel that um, they're hitting it on the head with this. Uh, it is a, a, a gripe, but it's a, a real gripe. It's just um, the way the landscape has changed and, you know, the, the money grab that, you know, you're filling teams to make money as an organization. And that's that's just the way it is right now. And it's unfortunate. And some programs do not promote fr from within. Other ones, you know, do look to see how someone has developed from, you know, 6U is young, man. Like that's 6U is crazy. Yeah, that that is. I mean, there's no elite about it, you know. If you can skate, you know, that's that's kind of what they're saying here. But um, you know, there is some political, and you know, the the money grab is in is real I, in in some situations. But there are good coaches out there in 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 these um, organizations that do care about the development of a player. Um, so you got to you know kind of pick and choose wisely, and and hopefully. You pick the, the the right coach that can help promote your son or daughter's development at at each age, at each phase of their development, and that's uh, that's what you know you would hope. But I know it's not, you know, the the majority. But um, now would what I my um, assessment of that and my advice would just be like make sure you look to see who the coach is, and if uh, you have questions, you can you can talk to them and and see what their approach is and then kind of make your decision from there. But it is, it is kind of a, a tough thing to see right now. Um, you know, as far as the money that's in the youth sports um, and it is supposed to be fun in a learning environment and, you know, you learn life lessons all along, but um, at what cost? That's the, that's right. the tough part. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right. Would uh, March, you want to take the next one here? Sure. Going in, going into my son's first year in squirts with a new organization, got a super nice coach. He believes kids should switch back from playing forward to defense every other game. Our prior team's coach kept the kids in their preferred spots. My question is, how do you guys feel about that? And also, what age group should kids really figure out position-wise? Thanks. Like always, Nick. Yeah, um... You know, for, so first year squirts, uh, new organization. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, I think that by squirts, a, a lot of kids that, you know, play defense or take to it, they're, they're kind of more like defensive minded, especially if they've been playing a couple of years of full ice. And, you know, you can kind of, um, you can kind of like as a coach kind of, see which kids are more defensive uh, minded versus others, which kids, you know, backward skating and things like that develops a little bit quicker than others. And, you know, I, I still think it's so important to, you know, to be able to work at both and to have guys that, you know, coaches that aren't just so caught up in the winds and will, you know, will move kids around and, and things like that. So you know, I think it's good. It's, it's good for them to, to play different positions. And, you know, it's interesting, like as kids and we've had interviews with guys, like guys grew up their whole life playing forward and they get to high school and coach moves them back to defense and it becomes a pretty seamless transition. I know, you know, I started, I played a lot of forward uh, growing up and I moved back to defense and, 
you know, really didn't have um, much of an issue with it, you know, besides the actual defense pot. But um, what age uh, did you? I think I was like a a, a peewee age when I moved mm-hmm. back. Um, but I would say I, you know, I definitely like the offensive part of the, the being a defenseman, you know, but I liked it, you know, cause I saw both sides of it. I, you know, I felt like I could, you know, figure out forwards tendencies and I liked the, the look as a defenseman, you know, being more of a quarterback and making plays and things like that, seeing, you know, more of the keeping the game more in front of me versus like, you know, the guy leading the rush. Right. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I think in first year squirts, um, I think it's still okay to move, you know, players around depending on what level you're playing at. You know, if it's a travel team, it's more, it's less likely that that would happen. I'm guessing, but um, maybe a give, six U elite team. <laughs> you're right, but uh, but to give exposure to the kids, you know, and and a comfort level at both, it's only going to benefit them. Um, you know, when you're playing forward, the game's all around you. You have to make different plays. You put in different positions. You have to be a little bit more aware in certain situations. From the back end, the game is in front of you. You have to kind of manage it, and then you have to defend. There's you know some difficulties in certain areas there too. Um, so it's good for players to see both sides of it, and then they can gravitate towards the one that they really like or are more successful at, in my opinion. And yeah, I I think it's I think it's a good good thing. And you know the age where they figure out the position. You know, we had a few kids playing forward, and um, at U14, you know, they went back to D, those two of them, and they're very good defensemen now. So, mm. you know, they they decided they wanted to be forwards, and then, you know, I was like, why don't you take a look at D? And, you know, good skaters compete, uh, good understanding of the game, and they're doing great right now in high school as defensemen. So um, it, there's really no, like, cutoff for right. to figure out the position but the exposure of both early on is, i think is very valuable definitely definitely no good question from uh nick there all right Mots, the my hockey rankings question of the week what is the best way to handle bullies in the locker room wow Mots. uh i mean what do you think you know back in the day it was helmet boxing <laughs> but we're not going to say that uh you yeah, know, punch nowadays. him right in the face. Yeah, no. That, that you know, this is a real anymore. issue. Um, I would, I would say you would have to find out the actual, you know, situations that are happening, what's going on, get the facts. You know, not just like from one kid, not from just two. Really get a handle on the situation. And then you have to go straight to the kid, bring the parents and you know, you know, uh, involved. Uh, as well and just and really talk it out about this is not allowed this is not what we promote here um in and give them one more chance i would say give them one more chance unless it's extremely egregious and you you there's certain things that have been done um then you have to move on from the player right yeah absolutely it it can't be tolerated and you know i think there's um you know, like you said, at the younger age groups, like, you know, you want the kids to have the locker room and, and, and things like that. But sometimes it does as a coach or a parent, it helps to kind of hang around, right? Because I don't think that, you know, kids at the whatever, 8, 9, 10, 11, like they don't, you know, the, the, for the most part, they're good kids. There's not like 
bullies and stuff like that. Like kids might get, you know, they might do something stupid one day or something like that, but they're not, you know, punks just yet. So it's good to, you know, set expectations, kind of coaches hang around the locker room, make sure there's no nonsense going on. And as the kids yeah. get into to peewees and bantams, like, you know, like you said, if, if something were to continue, um, you know, I always have the conversation with my teams that, you know, it's usually just one or two kids that are a little bit more insecure than others. And they feel that they got to get like out in front of it and be on more of the aggressor than, than others. And, you know, it, it, it takes the whole team. Like sometimes you got to tell the rest of the kids like, Hey, don't just stand around. Like if something's going on, you guys got to make sure to step in and, you know, everybody's got to have each other's back. You know what I mean? If one kid's singling out another one or it's a two on one type of thing, there's usually 14 kids, 15 kids in a locker room. Like there's 10 more kids there that need to you know, step up, have a conversation. You're not being a tattletale. If you say something to the coaches, um, you know, talk to the coaches. And then, like you said, I mean, you, you, you said it, uh, you know, meet with the kids, meet with the parents. And if it continues to be a prog uh, problem, uh, it comes back to, uh, you know, what we said earlier, like if you're a good kid, you're a good guy, uh, you know, people are going to like you. If you're a punk, nobody's going to want you. You, 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 then, you know, they're not going to last on the team. So you're going to, you know, you will be forced as a coach, no matter how good of a player the kid is to, to get rid of them. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And there's different ways to be bullied. You know, it could be verbal, it could be physical, but you get to the, uh, the root of the situation and then deal with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. We, uh, I like this. This is a statement. Yeah, this is a statement. My team is overly excited for the Rink Shrink Tournament. Pandemonium is ready. Oh, pandemonium. Love it. Yeah, pandas. That's the, that's the pandemoniums. That's the team. So they're trash talking. I don't know what their age group is, but Derek is coaching. Uh, they are fired up. Um, it's like we talked about earlier. Get your teams ready. Get signed up. Uh, most of you guys have already, like I said, couple squirts, couple bantams, and we'll be in really, really good shape, and we're going to have a blast, uh, and it's going to lead to more and more Rink Shrink Street Hockey Festival. So we are fired up for the pandemonians. <laughs> Love it. That's Let's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're going to uh, make sure that, you know, that, there, that could be bulletin board material for some of these other teams. Absolutely. Yeah, get that t tattooed on your arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so, the, and, uh, those, and Derek is is coaching the pandemoniums uh, at the might level. Ooh, love it, love it, love it. I know there's some other teams that have been trash talking them behind their back. So let's go, oh, let's right. go. Um, this mailbag was brought to you by Franklin Street Hockey, the official ball and street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Uh, ready for a slap shot summer with plenty of off ice workouts? Check out FranklinSports.com for all of your training needs. Uh, I know if you're out there training today, Mott, um, even if you got your Franklin glove on, it's going to be pretty hot. But, um, hey, get out there, visit franklinsports.com. Get all your street hockey needs out there, training tools, all that good stuff, right? All good stuff, yeah. Get get your game in order during the summer. Work on your game, you know, away from the rink. So when you're on the ice, you're the best uh, player you can be. Yeah, check them out at franklinsports.com. Um, well, Mott's great uh, mailbag episode this week. Uh, we had a blast. Um, make sure that um, you hit us up with any questions or anything like that on the for the Street Hockey Festival. 
Uh, we do have a great interview that's in the bank for next week, episode 80, uh, with Coach Ryan Wasofsky, who just won the AHL, the Calder Cup Championship. It's his second one. One is a head, one is assistant coach, and must listen to for uh, coaches and playing. Gives a great perspective of you know the game and coaching today and things like that. So once again, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, and um, keep filling up the mailbag, rinkshrinks at gmail.com. Obviously, you can hit us up on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, and um, keep those questions in. But I think it's time to uh, cue the Rink Shrink Shuffle jersey. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.